Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way. Because when we do, we see the evidence of his favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared. You might cry a little bit and you might be tempted to shout a couple yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what he wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hey, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turn top 1% network marketer, turn dream job, living my best life as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and heart set in sync with the father so you can bloom into all he's created you to be? Then let's grow girl. Hey friends, today is a little bit of a special episode. If you've missed on the last few, I've been sharing with you that I was hosting a free five-day business-tree bootcamp, teaching you all about what it means to have a business-tree. So if you missed uh, day one, you can absolutely come into our Facebook group, check that out. Today, I'm gonna actually be sharing day two's content, which is all about setting goals with God. As a business street owner, someone who has a business, who sees it as an opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus, be a light in the world, a salt salt of the earth at, through your business, um, then this boot camp is for you. So if you missed it, you can catch up with the other episodes in our Facebook community. But today I'm sharing with you setting goals with God from day two of Business Street Bootcamp. So check it out. I pray you're blessed by it and have a fabulous day. Hi guys, happy Tuesday. Hello, happy Tuesday. I literally was checking into the group and I see all these posts from you guys and there's a few that I still need to approve. And so yesterday got a lot of really good feedback, continuing to get a lot of really good feedback from day one. So I am ready and excited for what God has for us today on day two. So day two, we are talking about setting goals with God. And I talked a little bit about that yesterday about doing something for God and doing something with God are two different things. And so today we're going to talk about setting goals with God. And so what better way to do that than let's pray before we dive into today's I'm refreshing my page so I can see. Yep. It's working. Hi, Gwen. Um, all right. Awesome. And I will try and check out the comments as well. So, all right. Anyone else's toddlers fighting nap time? Cause mine is like, which yesterday, same thing. I'm trying to get them down as close to this as possible, but not too, too. And it just makes me anxious to hear my children cry. Anyways, Let's pray. Let's invite God into this space today as we talk about setting goals with him. All right, Father God, we thank you so much for what you did yesterday. Father, thank you for all the messages I'm receiving, the messages and, and the different posts that people are sharing in the community. Father, we thank you for uh, just an opportunity to glorify you and worship you with our work. Lord, our work is our worship. It is part of one of the ways that we get to worship you. So Father, as we uh, hand back over our business to you as the owner of it, and we take the seat of CEO of operating it uh, for your glory and for your honor, 
Father, we uh, ask that you speak to each woman today, Lord, whatever it is that she is uh, wrestling with, with goal setting, Father God, I pray that you just speak to her. Holy Spirit, just give her exactly what she needs through the words that I'm speaking. I pray that my words glorify and honor you. We are excited and expectant for what you're going to do today. We ask this in your precious name. Amen. All right. Okay. So I've got, again, a lot of notes. Uh, in fact, when I started thinking about, okay, goal, I'm like, goals, I could, I could talk all day about goals. Uh, and so I started pulling from some of my different resources and, and one of my courses, actually, I'm, I'm doing a beta group right now with a program that I'm calling the favor flow formula. And I actually printed off some of the stuff from there. I could talk about goals a lot. And so I really thought uh, as I was taking notes and I've been taking notes for a while as the Lord gave me this as one of the topics, because what I find that as I work with women who are Christian entrepreneurs, there's like these, there's, there's multiple people, right? So we set these goals and then we either do one of three things. We fight for them, usually to the point of exhaustion. We flight, we run away from them and we settle or we freeze and we stay stuck. So we fight, we flight, or we freeze. Do any one of those resonate with you? When you think about setting goals for your business, are you the type of person who fights for it, who goes for it? And she's like, I will sacrifice everything. I will do whatever I need to do to make it happen. I'm willing to, I'm, I'm willing to, to do, do now what no one else will do in order to be able to live the life that nobody else will be able to live later. I'm sure you've heard that before. Do you fight, 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 fight? You don't go to sleep. You, you know, all these things. You're willing to do whatever it takes to get to that goal. That's a fighter, right? I can resonate with that very much. Do you flight? Do you run away from them? Do they scare you? Do you just not, you don't even set them at all, right? You just don't set them because perhaps a fear of success or perhaps a fear of failure uh, or you freeze, you set the goal and then you look at the goals and you just stare at your paper and you're like, what is my problem? I know what to do, but I can't get myself to do it. And it's not even that it's hard. It's that I just, I, I can't get myself to do it. So I want you to drop in the comments. What are you? Do you fight? Do you flight and avoid them? Or do you freeze? So AK is a, a flighter. Joanna is a flighter. Anna says, you've seen the season of them all. Yes. Flight or freeze, not enough energy to fight, struggle with the fear of failure. We're talking, we're going to talk a little bit today about fear of failure and fear of success, right? Freeze, fight, fear of failure. Yes. Okay. So this is good. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so I have done all of those things. I've set the goal and I have fought tooth and nail for it. And, and in fact, I actually achieved the goals but I achieved them on the other side of it. I was exhausted, had an autoimmune disease, felt like I was neglecting my family, you know, reached the top and then felt like this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Although on paper, it was everything that I had wanted. I also have just avoided the goals. And honestly, if I'm being super transparent with you, that's been my life the last like two years. I avoid the goals because I, um, well, I can share more about that with you later because I have either one, a fear of success or a fear of failure. Uh, and so I have really avoided setting a lot of goals because I am just like, eh, right? 
And then of course the freezing. So uh, setting the goals. And I work with a lot of women who set the goals. They know what they need to do, but they can't figure out what, why they are stopping themselves. So I can relate to all of those things. Uh, but what I want to talk with you today about is uh, a three, there's three main parts of this. Okay. And so the first one is um, why are you setting the goal? Okay. If you don't have a notebook, you might want to grab it, get it out, write some notes down. This will help you later. But why are you setting the goal? I work with every, every one of my clients that I work with. We get to the root of why. For example, a lot of people build a business so that, um, you know, even it might be something along the lines of, for me in the beginning, it was so a lot of people give an answer like, because I want to make an income and make an impact. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to make an income. And there's nothing, we're going to talk about money tomorrow. That's going to be a juicy one. Um, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to make an impact. In fact, we're supposed to be a light and be the salt of the earth, make an impact in the world, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But if you get to the, the layers, and really actually there's science done that if we get to the seventh layer of that, the seven layers of, of actually why, we often get the fluffy answer up here. And then the deeper down we work toward the real reason why you want to do what you do, that's the juicy, meaty part that is, one, really crucial for you to know in order to fuel your fire. Have you ever said those things like, I wish I was motivated? Like, I get really motivated on, maybe you watch a video, something like a training, and you get super motivated, super excited, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then it comes time to do it. And you're like, yeah, that sounded good then. But for some reason, I just can't get myself together. Um, and so why knowing your why is a natural fuel for you to do the goal, to reach the goal. But here's the reality is that goals are, are, well, let me ask, let me pose a question to you. Do you think goals are a heart set issue? I talk a lot about heart set and mindset on the podcast, right? So is it, do you think it's a heart set issue or do you think it's a mindset issue? For you, do you think goals are a heart set or a mindset issue? I'd love to hear, I'm going to check on your comments, see as they're coming in, what do you think it is? Heart set or mindset? Do you feel like it's something in your heart you're wrestling with? Or do you feel like it's something in your mind you're wrestling with? Both. I love that. AK says she thinks it's both. And AK, you answered, it is both. It is both. In fact, they're doing studies now that there are three interconnected pieces of our inner being, right? Our head, our mind, right? Our mind, our heart, and our gut, how they are all actually all interconnected, which is really interesting for me to hear that because I was like, wow, I ended up because I was so stressed. I, I, I got an autoimmune disease in 2017. Uh, and I, and it was all connected because I was at such a high level of stress um, and my mind was just all over the place. And my gut, right? Your gut's like your second brain, they say, but really your heart, your gut, and your mind are all connected. And the verse that I always come back to, especially when I'm working uh, with my clients is like, yes, the mindset matters, but the Bible tells us that God looks at our heart. And so I think so many of us, as we set goals, we question is this a selfish goal? Who does this goal serve? Should I be grateful for what I have now and not really go for this? Or perhaps those, am I worthy of this? 
am I even worthy of this kind of a, what I always call a God-sized dream or a God-sized goal? Is that resonating with any of you? Have you asked yourself those questions when you actually sit down to, to do, to, to set a goal? It's like, wait a second, am I worthy of this? Or can I even do that? So it's a heart set and it's a mindset issue, which is what I do. I help you get your heart set and your mindset in sync with what the Lord is saying over you in order for you to not fight, not flight, not freeze but flow. And there are actually four different pillars of flow that I walk women through in the favor flow formula to help you flow. You don't have to fight. God fights your battles for you. You don't have to flight and run away. In fact, Jesus is like, come here, sweetheart, run into my arms, run into my arms. Jesus is your friend. Jesus is your husband. Jesus, if we know the character and the nature of God and who he actually is, it changes everything for us, right? And so oftentimes we have identity issues, but the identity issues are twofold. They're one, our identity in Christ, and they're also God's identity and knowing who he is. And so you don't have to fight. He fights your battles. You don't have to flight. In fact, he, away and just run away. You actually get to run into the arms of Jesus and he's gonna do this with you and you don't have to freeze. There's a difference between standing firm on a firm foundation. We talked about foundation yesterday, and there's a difference between frozen and stuck and right. You can't move. God wants you to not fight, not flight, not freeze, but he wants you to flow. And I'll talk a little bit more about what that means over, um, over, over the next few days, but actually Friday is like the main day of flow, because that's what I want to really show you that you have a fourth option. And when you invite the Lord into your life and you invite the Lord into your business, you invite the Lord into your marriage, you invite the Lord into your health, you invite the Lord into every nook and cranny of your life, you get to flow. All right. So why getting to the root of your why is really important. Is it a heart issue? Is it a mindset issue? It's both. The Lord is looking at your heart and he also is very, very interested and concerned about your thoughts because he says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Take your thoughts captive and match them up. Are they what God says? And so that's why Oftentimes we can see the new age practices are very similar to your words have, you know, you can speak things into existence. Well, the Bible says that your words are really powerful. They have the power to speak life or death. Your thoughts, what you think about is what you bring about. Yeah, because God says that what's in your heart, everything flows, what comes out of your mouth, right? It flows from what's in your heart, but your heart and your mind are also interconnected. Another thing is we can know up here that, that, this goal is possible, but it's another thing to know and live from here that you are able to do it, not in your own strength, not in your own might, not in your own power, but in the power of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you. If you are a believer and you have given Jesus your life, you have invited him into your life, you've acknowledged him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe there's someone on here that I don't know, I feel like this is maybe an invitation that if you have never invited Jesus to be the king of your life and acknowledge that you're a sinner in need of a savior, I would love to help you walk through that to invite him into your life because maybe you're even like, you know what, I know who God is, but I don't know God. And uh, I can even kind of relate to that a bit. Uh, I actually gave my life to the Lord at a very young age, but I didn't 
I, I had a very big misconception, even going to church, even having loving parents and going to a Christian school and all that. I had a very big misconception on um, knowing who God was and knowing God and having an intimate relationship with him and wanting to do life with him and him knowing that he actually wants to do life with me. I don't know why I went off on that tangent, but there we go. So why is really important. And the next thing is what? what? And I'm kind of talking about the practical steps of goal setting here. I am going to get into a little bit more of the spiritual side of it, but I wanted to start with like this foundation. So you need to know the why. And I don't mean just that surface because it sounds good. I mean, the deep, 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 deep level. And again, that's an exercise that I walk. Um, I can, I can walk you through. And then there's the what here's what I find. Most women come to me and if you, if you haven't known, I've really wrestled with titles. Like, what do I call myself? Am I a life coach? Am I a business coach? Am I a mindset coach? Right. I have a couple different certifications. I've done a lot of things in the, in the, in the entrepreneurial space. And so I really wrestle with what do I call myself? Because I don't really want to talk about numbers and bottom lines and PLs and marketing strategies, but I also don't necessarily think that I'm just a life coach. Right. And by just, I don't mean that that's not it, I, I, but I think I bring more to the table. So with that being said, uh, what I find is I work with a lot of women who come to me who, who want to scale their business and they want to do more for whatever reason, right? Getting to the why, that's one of the first things we talk about. But the what is really important. What I find is they're working on a goal oftentimes that is not the most important goal. In fact, I walk through this in one of our exercises that I that I, I walk you through, okay, there's a lot of different, I'm going to actually give you 10 different areas today that you can pray on. And I have a deeper exercise with this, but for sake of time, I'm going to give you 10 different areas that I find that women really have opportunities for growth. And what they end up doing is they focus on the one goal. That's usually the goal. That's very that There's a lot of reasons why you focus on the one goal for me. It's like super easy. I'll just give you, give myself for an example it's really easy for me to work on my business goals. Like it's really easy for me to work on my business. And in the meantime, I can be neglecting some other things that directly impact my business, but I don't always see the connection. And I'm going to give you some of those examples. So there are way more goals that the Lord could potentially want you to be working on that will not feel like it's a direct impact on your business. But yet what happens is when you get those things in order and you take care of those things, naturally your business starts to do better because you're a whole person. You're not just, you know, just this entrepreneur and, and God, when he looks at you and he, when he sees you, he doesn't just see, even in your business meetings with him, we're going to talk about that another day. He doesn't just see you as this businesswoman. He sees you as his daughter back to yesterday's this tree, right? And you're rooted in him and, and you have, you have a purpose. It's to glorify him. It's to, it's it, right. It, like that's the life. And then you have all these different areas of, of, of your life that allow you to worship him and to glorify him and to do good things. And so the, what oftentimes is something I see a lot of business women get mixed up. And they keep focusing on the business goals, super frustrated because it's like not getting anywhere. And yet there's these other areas of their life that's really important that God's like, hey, I want you to work on this now. And trust me, I'll take care of this. It's that seek first mentality. And when we seek him first, he takes care of the rest. And sometimes in business, it 
will actually feel like you're neglecting your business. The Lord is speaking to me right now. Just so you know, I had a major cry session this morning to one of my really good friends. I mean, sobbing to her on my text messages. And she's like, I mean, the Lord is just speaking to me through this. So just so you know, as I'm sharing these things with you, the Lord is continuing to teach me these things. And it always keeps me humble because the things that the Lord has me work with women on and my, my clients are so much like me in a lot of different areas. I'm like, Oh, bless your heart. Um, I've been there before, or I'm there now. And so it always keeps me humble how the Lord uses even the words that I'm speaking to actually go back and speak to me. So I'm going to go back and listen to this because I'm like, thank you. All right. So you got to know the what. And again, I'm going to give you 10 different areas that you can, can I search through your heart for, um, and, and ask the Lord, what is the area that I'm actually avoiding? Um, and I have this assessment we take that it, it scales it on, you know, you get to assess it and say, okay, where am I now? Where do I want to be? And where's the biggest gap? Where's the major problem that I'm actually most likely you're avoiding that problem because that's the harder work to do. And then the last part is the who, and doing your business with God, not that mentality of I'm doing this for him and getting into that works-based mentality that I had that shift, right? I was like, oh, I see that this could be so much more than me making money and being able to stay home with my baby. But then something along the way got distorted. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm working for God. I'm working for God. God doesn't need your hustle. He wants your heart. And again, goes back to is goal setting mindset work or hearts at work. It's a little bit of both. Okay. So let me give you the 10 areas and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the who part, but let me just give you these 10 areas that you can, I want, this is going to be part of your homework and this wasn't going to be it, but it's going to be now is I want you to pray about what is the area that you, that the Lord actually wants you to set a goal with him on that you have been avoiding because you've been looking over here. So number one is relationships and marriage. So obviously if you're married, that's like the main one, like a, like your, um, a relationship or a marriage. Okay. That's number one area. And these aren't in any order of importance, just there you go. Pray about that. Lord, am I avoiding working on my marriage? Am I avoiding working on a relationship um, that is directly impacting my business? And I might not really know it and see it and feel it, but you're trying to tell me that it is. Okay. There's number one. Number two is family and children. This is me. The Lord is currently working literally in my life right now about my children being first. And this isn't new for me. Uh, this is, in fact, I feel like I have already put a lot of my goals and, and dreams on the back burner, um, to focus on family. And so, uh, again, if you're a mom and you feel this way, I promise you, you can have both just like I shared yesterday with my daughter praising the Lord. And then a client literally within minutes, sending me a picture of her getting baptized. Um, however, the Lord wants to make sure that's in the, in the right order. The third one is spiritual or your relationship with God. So one of the flows, the F-L-O-W, is to fearlessly live out the word. Okay, that's one of the flows. I'll give you a little uh, a pre for Friday flow to fearlessly live out the word. The issue is that I think a lot of us, including myself, don't know the word. So if we're supposed to fearlessly live it out, 
right? Because God tells us not to fear. And there's lots of scripture about that. But if we're supposed to fearlessly live it out, we've got to know the word in order to live it out. So is it your spiritual relationship? Is it your relationship with God? Is it that connection of father, daughter, husband, and wife, um, guide, counselor, like that motherly, like Holy Spirit can be, there's a lot of different, and if you haven't done Rooted and Ready, um, I have a couple different things on just like your relationship with the Lord and seeing him in those different areas. But that's number three. Number four is personal development. That's a pretty simple one to understand. Personal development, right? And number five that I find a lot of women is physical health. In fact, a group of women that I have worked with, it, like everyone came together ready to work on their business. And it would seem like half the women were like, actually, I feel like it's my health that the Lord is trying to help me with. And so what's happening though is as they're getting their health in order, everything else is starting to flow. When they seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and they discern what goal are you actually having me want me to work on right now? everything else falls into place. The sixth one is mental and emotional health. The seventh one is your business and career, which again, a lot of you are here for, but I'm telling you, like, I will say probably 95% of you, the Lord's going to show you something else, um, as a major area of neglect in your life that is actually indirectly and or directly impacting your business. You just don't know it. The seventh one is finances. This is another really big one that I find a lot of women um, that I work with come. And I say that because you are a lot of, like a lot of the women are the same, right? And so uh, I just find that a lot of my one-on-one clients is their finances that that's kind of all out of whack and they're wanting to make more money. However, they haven't stewarded what the Lord has already given them. Do you see how if you were to goal set to make six figures or seven figures or whatever it may be, that the Lord's like, baby girl, I hear you and I want to, I want to bless you and I will, I will provide all your needs and I want to give you enough for you to be debt-free and enough, more than enough for you to fulfill your calling and more than enough for you to help other people fulfill theirs. I've given that definition before in a podcast. If it's redundant, it's still a really good one. The definition of prosperity from a mentor of mine, Jim Baker, he says, prosperity is being debt-free because that's biblical having more than enough to fulfill your calling and having more than enough for you to help other people fulfill their calling. Cause we're supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I love that because then if we think about it though, what happens is sometimes we might see somebody else, what we think killing it and doing amazing. And I have this crazy successful business and all these things. And we are comparing their success to our success. But in all reality, a missionary that's called to work out in, in, a, in some uh, village in some country that I don't even know the name of their prosperity, being debt-free, having more than enough to fill, fulfill their calling and having more than enough to help other people fulfill their calling. is going to look a whole lot different than that person in Hollywood, who is also a believer also here to worship and glorify God also here to be a disciple and lead people to Jesus. It's going to look a lot different, right? Their definition, like their level of, so to speak, prosperity. It's still prosperity. It's still being debt-free. It's still having more than enough. And it's still more than enough to help other people. So do you see how when we take our goals, and I think this happens a lot. Again, I'm going to use network marketing as an example because that's a huge portion of my entrepreneurial career um, that I see that, you know, we can set goals 
as like, even the company sometimes will set, that's what they do, right? They set goals for you. And then we compare our goals to other people's goals. But I want you as a kingdom entrepreneur, as a child of God to say, wait, I'm not going to just do what somebody else tells me to do. I'm going to go to the father and I'm going to ask him, what goal do you have for me? And when we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all and everything else falls into place. All right. Number nine is hobbies, fun, and recreation. Hobbies, fun, and recreation. I remember a season of my life that this was one of the goals that God was showing me. I didn't even know how to have fun. I, I, I literally didn't even know how to have fun. My coach asked me, what do you do for fun? And I was like, build businesses. She's like, no, no, no. Like, what do you do as a hobby? I'm like, I build businesses. She's like, no, like, what do you do that like, doesn't require, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I just sat on this call. I cried. I was like, what is wrong with me? Why have I put so much emphasis on my business that I have forgotten that God also put me here to have fun and to enjoy life and to enjoy his creation, whether that's to go on a walk or a hike or to make a craft or whatever, that I realized that I had put all of my everything into my business. And I have a feeling that there's some of you here are putting every single thing into your business so much that you don't have a hobby. You don't have fun. You don't have any recreation, recreational fun. So maybe that is an area that you need to work on. And let me rephrase that. Not that you need to work on. This is something that I recognize in like, this is like these, this makes my, and I hear myself now because I coach myself too. When we put the pressure on ourselves to need, to have to, to should, to must do something, it automatically puts this, think about it. If I say you need to do this, have you ever told your kids like you need to do that? It automatically puts this like heaviness on it, right? This pressure on it. Whereas if it's a, you get to work on having fun, you get, you can, you can actually work on this area of your life to have fun. You don't need to, should have to, must you get to, you can. And if you want to, you get to totally makes a difference, right? All right. And then this last area is friendship and community, friendship and community. Um, as an entrepreneur, it can get very lonely. You start to feel sometimes you're like on an island of one, which is why I'm a big component of group coaching programs or masterminds. Um, it, it's just a, it's just a great way to stay connected and not feel like you're alone. And uh, friendships, just outside of work too, right? Outside of if we if we make our work our identity, uh, then if you didn't listen to the podcast episode on eight things I learned uh, losing an eight-figure business, uh, that's one of the things I talk about is your your value and your worth. It's not in your work. Your value and your worth is in whose you are, not in what you do, but in whose you are. And that's a total mindset shift and a total heart set, start heart set shift. All right. So I'm going to run through those real quick because I know I kind of I kind of said them all, but I'm going to give it to you again. If anyone wants to comment below, um, I can actually drop this. You know what I'll do? I'll just go ahead and drop this screenshot into the group so that you can pray on Lord, Holy Spirit, please show me, highlight one of these areas to me that I'm actually neglecting uh, and, or that just that I need to work on most. And there might be some of you here, by the way, it is business. 
It really is business. So I don't, I don't want to make you feel like, oh, it can't be business because there are some people here. There is no one size fits all to this. It is what the father is telling you for you. So we cover the why, get into the root of it. That's important because that'll be the natural fuel that you need in order to, to achieve the goal. The what right here. And then we're going to spend the rest of our time today talking about the who, right? So what is the goal? Why is the goal? And who is going to actually achieve it? All right. Now I'm going to get on the other half of my notes here. So what is the point of setting a goal, right? What's the point? Well, it's, it's giving yourself a, a, like a, a destination, so to speak, like an end goal. And so a goal is like an end. It's an, it's a destination that you want to get to. And we know that the Bible says that many plans are in a person's heart or in a man's heart, but that the Lord's purpose prevails, that the Lord guides the steps, right? That the Lord's purpose is, is what's going to end up happening. And I think sometimes as business owners, we make plans and then the Lord has another idea and his purpose prevails, right? And we think we did something wrong or that we are bad or that we made a mistake or that we are failures or that we are losers or that we're not qualified. We're not good enough. And then we start shaming ourselves uh, because if we tie our goals to our value, we've missed the whole purpose of this thing. So are goals good? That's a question I want to answer. Yes. I believe goals are good. They give you a direction to go, something to pray about. They give you a, an area that you're, you're focused on, right? But you're focused on Jesus as you are doing this journey. And so one of the ways I hold myself accountable to making sure that my goals are in alignment with the Lord and I'm making goals with him. The beauty of that is that we can make the plans and that when he's doing our, his, our business like with us and we're having those regular meetings with him, then we will get a sense of peace and we will get supernatural energy and creativity and all the things to keep going or we won't. And so that's another reason why I like to have weekly business meetings with the Lord. So I pray regularly, right? But I have very intentional business meetings with, with heaven um, on, on a weekly basis so that I can check and balance. That way, when I set the goal, even a vision board, right? So that's something I work with my clients. We set this vision of, and the vision is how God sees them at the end of them achieving this goal that they want to achieve. And so as you have weekly, and you could do daily as well. I know some people do have daily meetings with the Lord for their business. I don't because I don't work on my business. You know, last year I was really working my business like three or four days out of, out of the week. And this, this year, I don't even know what I'm doing, um, but here we are. And so having these weekly meetings, with the Lord allows you to kind of checks and balance and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is peace. There is liberty. And so if you're constantly feeling that conflict, that's a sign that that might not be from God. Okay. And so let's talk a little bit about, I want to do a little bit of an interactive, um, kind of really what I would do with clients here is goal setting is setting, setting a goal forward, right. In the direction that you're headed. And 
what I like to think of is we set goals like this. We show the Lord what we want. We pray about it, right? We ask him what he wants. Sometimes God won't say anything. He wants to know what you want. What do you want? He wants, first of all, he knows the desires of your heart. Again, you're not fooling God by putting some holy goal on there, right? There doesn't have to be like a holy goal, but I, but God knows the desires of your heart. And so he's looking here and he's saying, is the heart right? Is the heart in the right place? Are you going after that for the right reason? And so goal setting, right? So you set the goal and you, you, you lay it out here like this and you're like, God, I'm going to, I, I would like this. Okay. Whatever it may be. And again, this could be in any one of these 10 areas so that we're not, I think again, as business people, we always think money, which is totally fine. We're going to talk about money another day. Money is not bad. It's not the root of all evil. Um, it's a tool. And so we set the goals and we put them out here and we pray about them. We give them to God and we say, God, this is what I want right now. And I want to, I want, I want to do this with you. And if this is your will, show, show me the way, right? And when we leave it loose in our hands, it allows the Lord to do what he wants to do with it. What happens is when we hold tight to this goal, like we have to get it because for whatever reason, um, maybe it's proving ourselves to somebody. Maybe it's because we feel like we have to get this goal because if we don't financially, we're going to be in a bad place. Um, or maybe it's, it's a, yeah, proving your worthiness, proving your value, proving that, you know, this is your outlet. This is your safety net. Um, what happens? You think of the sand is right here, right? When you hold sand tight, it falls through and then it negates the very need or want to do your business with the Lord. Because what happens is like this power source, when we take our goals and we plug our goals into the power source, we plug our business and our hearts and our minds into the power source. Well, where do we get the power? We get the power from the source. God is the source. Everything else is a resource. In fact, your business is simply a resource for you to fulfill part of your calling, part of your purpose here on earth. It's just a resource for you. And I learned that because what happened was I lost my business. And the Lord said, you still have a purpose. You still have a calling on your life. Your business does not define that for you. Although that was a way that I was able to use you. And when we put so much emphasis on our identity and our value and our worth and our, our financial you know, peace around our business, that's when things get out of whack. So if you're doing your business with God, your creativity comes from him. Your power comes from him. Your wisdom comes from him. Your energy comes from him. Your desires, everything comes from him. So all the things that you're lacking in yourself and in your humanity and in your earthly nature, that's okay because he makes you strong in your weakness. And so this is where the supernatural, right? And I talk a lot about this is God wants you to bring your natural your best, right? Your best, but not in a striving place, but in a bring your best, your natural. And let me go ahead and put my super on your natural and your business will start to have supernatural successes. There are many roads to the, I wrote this down earlier and I feel like this needs to be said. There are many roads to the desires of your heart, the best 
road is Jesus. The best road is Jesus. So when you're setting your goals, God's not like, oh, you want to make how much money? Um, he's really saying, okay, I hear you. What do you want to do with that? What, what would you like to do with a 10 K month? What would you like to do with a, you know, with that new title and that new position? What would you like to do with that? And so God wants to talk with you about your business, not just take these requests to him and be like, Hey, can you do this for me? Like a, like a genie in a bottle. He's like, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Let's do that. And so oftentimes I find that people, when they set their goals, a lot of the things that hold them back is fear of success and fear of failure. And so I'm going to leave you with a couple questions. Um, as our time is like, I want to be mindful of your time. I didn't, I wanted to do these in like 30 minutes. Again, I could really talk for months with you about goal setting. Uh, but I want to pose a few questions to you that I want you to really sit with the Lord on and think about because setting a goal and achieving a goal and, or setting a goal and not achieving a goal, um, Oftentimes we think that says something about us. And so I want you to sit with, and I've done a podcast and I've said this all the time, but you know, I want you to define success for yourself. My definition of success has changed a lot over time. It used to be the title, the money, you know, the what, you know, all the, all the outer stuff. And that's definitely changed over time. Uh, over over what I define as success now. But I want you personally for yourself to define success. And then I want you to take a minute. I want you to say, how would God define success? As I'm setting these goals, right? I want to be successful. How would God define success? And then I want you to pose a few questions about success and failure to you. Because again, these are things that are deeply rooted inside of you. And probably these are things that you've heard since you were a little girl, uh, that somebody else told you a story about failure. Somebody else told you a story about success, and that is where you believe deeply in your subconscious. You didn't really like choose it necessarily. Um, you have thoughts around failure and you have thoughts around success. And that's why the Lord says, hey, I want your thoughts about failure to be in alignment with my thoughts about failure. I want your thoughts about success to be in alignment with my thoughts about success so that you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the question is, what is success to you? And what happens if you succeed? The counter to that is, what happens if you fail? And what does that say about you if you succeed? And the counter to that is, what does it say about you if you fail? These are really deep questions that I get really deep with uh, on a one-on-one -on -one basis with, uh, because these are deeply rooted things inside of you that are absolutely directly impacting your ability to set goals with God and go for it with confidence and to flow, to fearlessly live out the word to forget what all another flow, I'm just going to give it to you now, to forget logic and operate in wisdom. Sometimes we logically try to make sense around our goals and what the Lord is speaking. He's like, no, 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 no. Listen, I don't need to make sense. In fact, it probably won't make sense because when you bring your natural and I touch my super on it, it doesn't have to make sense, logical sense. I've shared a testimony about 
the month that is literally coming up on a year. And I feel like the Lord is doing something similar to me. So I'm, I'm trying to surrender my goals, the one that I choose on this and the one that he's showing me is the most important right now in this season. But what happened was the Lord spoke to me through, through a sign out, actually out, out in the parking lot of uh, this area. And he's like, it said slow speed limit. Anyways, it doesn't really matter what he said, but all the, he was telling me, I want you to not launch the next thing that you want to launch. And I want you to focus on your family. I'm like, what? And at the time my husband had just went back to work. He was home with me for three years because of our other business. And so, um, I just didn't make logical sense. How are we going to do that? And we want to buy a house and we want to do this. We just sold our house and all these things, right? I'm like in my head, I'm like Q4. Yes, Q4. Uh, and I'm like, I want to, I want to end the year on a high note and I want to bring in the bacon, fry it up in a pan. Um, <laughs> and so the Lord put on my heart, Heather, like I want, I know this doesn't make logical sense to you. You're wondering, how are you going to pay for that? And how are you going to do this? And how are you going to get that? And how are you going to do this? I know, I see you. He hears me, right? He hears you too. And against my flesh and my earthly nature, I obeyed. Oh, I'm going to cry because I feel like I'm in a very similar season. So this is just coming out raw. Um, and I I didn't launch the thing that I wanted to launch. And that following month, my husband and I ended up selling our house and uh, the market was hot. It was great. We ended up making over a hundred thousand dollar profit on our home. Cash, tax-free, right? Uh, incredible, amazing. And two things, one, the blessings are on the other side of obedience. And could I have made $100,000 another way? Absolutely. There are many roads to the desires of your heart, but the best road is Jesus. And it also kept me very humble because I couldn't say I had a $100,000 launch or I made this money, right? It's like, no, no, no. God did it all. God did it all. But at the end of the day, don't I want that? Don't I want God to be the source of, he is the source of, of everything, Right. And I could have worked that out in my own strength, but I allowed the Lord, I gave him my natural and really my natural was my surrender. And this is, that's the word for 2021 for me is surrender. I gave him my surrender. I gave him my natural. It felt like nothing to me. It felt like, you know, as a businesswoman who has done a lot of other things, it felt very, um, what's the word? Uh, like no purpose in it. It's like, man, what's my purpose? Right. And I, I do like the Lord showing me well, your purpose is first of all, me, me and God, God first, then your marriage, then your children, and then your business. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. So I gave him my natural and he put a super on it was like, there, there's a hundred K month, not just a hundred K year, but there's a hundred K month tax free. Right. So I know you're speaking to me because <laughs> I'm just telling you now, I, would, I, I had big plans even for this business review camp. I was like, yes, I'm going to launch this. And the Lord's like, mm, yeah, maybe not, maybe not. So I don't even know. Just so you know, I'm delivering this to you, not, not 
thinking that I'm actually selling you anything on the back end. I really don't know. I don't have peace about what it is. So the goals even, and I share this with you to be really raw with you that like the goals that I have in my heart, right? The Lord's like, as I'm meeting with him and I'm talking with him and I'm trying to figure that out, the Lord's like, Hey, um, I have plans for you too. Right. And so you can make plans, but my purpose is going to prevail. And I want to guide your steps and it might not look logically like it makes sense, but but God is not logical. He is outside of space, outside of time. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways, but he promises that when we seek him first and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto us. All these things. He promises to take care of our needs. I don't know who needs to hear that, but this is the raw and the real of the season of life that I'm personally in. I am ambitious. I am driven. I have, you know, I, I, I can even think about, it. I'm like, well, look at all these things that I've done in the past. And like, what am I doing now? Right. But I know that I, more than anything, I've already achieved the world's definition of success, which is why I want you to spend some time with Lord and ask him what what do I, what do you personally think about success versus what the Lord thinks about success? Cause the more that I really try to remind myself, it's not really about my definition. It's about the Lord's definition. And when, when I get in alignment with his, everything else falls into place and it's supernatural and it's amazing. And it's a lot less stressful than we make it on ourselves. So I hope that is speaking to you today. And I have a final note that I want to add at the end for those of you who haven't hit your goals yet. Keyword, yet. All right, let me take a drink. My throat's a little scratchy. My Daily Grace Coma. You guys know, like, I'm obsessed with this company. Um, you're probably all on their email list now. And they have sales, like, every Monday. I'm like, is there ever a time you don't have a sale? <laughs> Anyway, side note, squirrel, that's where my brain goes. Okay. I felt like, and I wrote this down earlier because I feel like somebody needs to hear this. Someone who is questioning, is this God's plan for my life? Is this the business that he has for me? Am I a big loser? Am I just not cut out for that? Like all the questions that we start to swirl in our brain, right? Based on success and failure. Um, and what you were told about success, we were told about failure, all these things. There's so much more I could go into there. But I feel like there's four key points that the Lord wanted me to speak to you specifically for the one who has not hit your goal yet. And you got a lot of questions about why. Number one is delayed is not denied. Delayed is not denied. Number two. Being faithful with the little will show the Lord you are ready for the much. And so even though what you have right now feels little, whether it's a little, I, and I, a little Etsy business or a little team or a little paycheck or a little platform that only five people like your posts, right? We could put anything in there. God wants to see how you're stewarding the little in order for, to prepare you for his much. I promise you, he has much for you. Jesus came to give you life abundantly. John 10, 10, more than you could ever ask or imagine. And I believe that's in every way, health, spiritual, financial, relational, everything, right? Um, God is a God of abundance, 
So I want to encourage you to take a step back and maybe perhaps the things you've been um, complaining about or feeling like uh, it's just not really anything, right? I want you to ask your, just take a step back and say, am I being faithful with the little now? And how can I be more faithful with what he's giving me and have, have gratitude for that? The other one is number three is do not despise small beginnings. That scripture uh, in the Bible tells us don't despise small beginnings. Again, God's looking at what are you going to do with this small beginning? And then the last one is that God is looking for your heart, not your hustle. I haven't done the episode yet on the new Hebrew year that we are coming into the spiritual year on God's calendar. It's five, seven, eight, two and overarching. I'll just give you a spoiler alert. It is a year. It's a Sabbath year, which is a year of rest. And that doesn't mean inactivity, doing nothing. You probably a lot of you who've been here, you're like, yeah, Heather, I've heard you say that a hundred times, but the Lord continues to teach me how to rest and is teaching me now how to rest. Um, but rest is really trusting in him, abiding in him, not striving. And so God is not looking for you to outwork his plan for your life. God is looking for your heart. And when you give him your heart, he can do so much more than you can do on your own. So that I think I will end with today. We're at about 50 minutes. So your homework, and I love you guys, what you're sharing. It's so good. It blesses me too, because I'm like, yay, they're getting something. Um, and so I trust that the Lord spoke to you specifically. So a couple of things I will post this. So one, I want you to sit with the Lord and I want you to define success for yourself. Ask the Lord to define success for you. And I want you to really take some time to think about what does it mean if I succeed what does it mean if I fail? What does it say about me if I succeed? What does it say about me if I fail? Who will I be if I succeed? Who will I be if I fail? And what is the story that you were told about successful people when you were a little girl? And what was the story you were told about people who fail as a little girl, I want you to go back to that little girl. Like what, what did you grow up around? Was it a, an, a parent that told you something? Was it a grandparent? Was it um, a teacher? I don't know. Just go back to like the dialogue about success and failure. And I want you to spend some time with that. I trust that the Lord will start to show you some things in, in just slowing down, sitting with him on those things. Uh, and so oftentimes I tell everyone, all my clients, I'm like, we got to slow down in order to speed up. And so this is a little bit of a slowdown because I didn't give you 10 steps to make six figures. That's not the kind of coach I am because I don't know if you're ready to steward six figures yet. And so take some time to talk about success and failure with the Lord. Your homework is uh, that, and that's just your personal stuff. What I would love for you to post is of these 10 areas of goals. And I have on this, it's the garden to grow. And I talked a little bit about that yesterday, right? The Lord has given you a garden and he wants you to tend to it. Like he put Adam in the garden and he, he was to till the, till the, you know, soil and work it of these 10 areas. What is the number one area that the Lord is currently highlighting to you that he wants you to work on? That is your homework to share in the group. What is the goal? What is the garden that the Lord wants you to grow? So I will, I will drop this, uh, in the group. And uh, yeah, I'll drop it in the group. There you go. All right. That's what I got for you today. So thank you for joining. Thank you for participating. I hope the Lord is speaking to you and um, I am here for it. All right. Have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon.